born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Hello everyone and welcome. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I can't say enough about the Alliance, the hardworking people that have put together an incredible program called the Micro School Program. It's a mechanism by which you can get your children out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. Your children are learning nothing. And I never thought as a teacher that I would say that, but I do get your children out of the public schools. Folks, the only thing that they listen to is money. You're a child being there is attendance that gives them money. You want to stop the flow of money. The money is our tax dollars. And again, if you live in the state of Florida, 47% of our children cannot read, write, and do math. And we're spending about $15,000 a year per child. It's like taking that money and flushing it down the toilet. We have a wonderful show today, and I'm very, very concerned because every time I see an article about Donald Trump and some atrocity that he didn't do that they made up because that's the only way that they can keep him out of office, we are not paying attention to what our real enemy is and what is happening to America as our borders remain open. If you listen to Carrie Lake the other day, The Biden administration is actually um, pushing the doors open and securing them so that they can't be closed. And yet we have uh, the wonderful uh, spokesperson uh, who is to my knowledge, an affirmative action graduate. Nothing is more evident uh, how low the bar has been for this person. She said yesterday that the president has done more to secure the border and to deal with this issue of immigration than anyone else. He really has. Whoa, what a whopper that one was. So in order to explain really what's going on at the border. We have a wonderful guest. His name is Victor Avila. He is from a group called Defend the Border. And they can't, he can tell us, Victor, what is happening on our border. But before you go into that, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and the fact that you are running for office in Texas. God bless you. Thank you so much. We need true patriots to run for office. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for, for having me today. Um, my name is Victor Avila. Yes, I'm a retired a special agent with Homeland Security Investigations under ICE and uh, worked most of the border uh, in my career on the Texas border. And I've worked in Mexico as a U.S. diplomat and in Europe as a U.S. diplomat. 
defending our homeland. And uh, uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess at our border. Uh, that's why I'm running for U.S. Congress on District 23 in Texas between El Paso and San Antonio, because it's it's time to have someone like me in Congress that's going to take things back to fundamentals and give the power back to the people where it belongs. Uh, remember, we're a republic, and uh, I think people have missed that this country was built on that, where a representative of their community is their voice in Washington, D.C., and that, I think, has been lost. So I'm going to bring back integrity. I'm going to bring back the representation, the true representation of the people. Uh, and and one of the first things, obviously, is the border. Uh, a lot of these things are easily fixed, by the way, Karen, uh, because as we know, this administration, what they're doing is deliberate. It's on purpose. These uh, policies, not laws, these policies can be overturned, overturned right away. The problem is when you overturn these policies, they've been implemented for such a while now, you know, going on three years that it's going to take a little bit to kind of readjust because what they want to do is they want us be to believe in what you just said about the uh, the White House uh, spokesperson. Uh, they want us to believe that this is normal, and it is not. It is 100% against our laws, against our Constitution, and they keep on spewing lies. I mean, as, as deliberate and, and um, painful as it is to hear that, how dare they say that this president has done the best to secure the border when it is completely the opposite. Uh, I am living in bizarro world. It's upside down and backwards in so many ways. Uh, and let me tell you, uh, there's a, uh, just in El Paso, Texas alone, is 6,000 people a day coming in through there. So just to give you uh, a, a perspective on numbers, just last month, by the way, it was a record number of 177,000 illegal aliens that came in. Think about that number. This is just one month of the last three years. We're over, we're gonna hit 10 million people illegally present in this country. And when I say illegally present, I mean even the ones that the gotaways that were completely undetected and even the ones that turned themselves in into border patrol, the way they are processed and allowed in under this catch and release program is illegal. You cannot, uh, you know, they call them asylum seekers, which they're not. Uh, they're, we have a process for that, but this administration has dismantled and interpreted our own asylum laws to their convenience to allow people from 150 different countries illegally into this country. Some of them by giving them paroles, giving them work permits, giving them all these benefits that you cannot do that. You cannot use one law, one policy, to circumvent the other. And this is exactly what they're doing. And, you know, I've been talking about this for many years, but now these uh, these communities around the country, and that's not just New York, but that's the one you've hear, heard of lately, Massachusetts and New York, and, and the problems that they have with the illegal aliens on literally on the street and the sidewalks, they don't know what to do with them. Well, guess what? It's because of the open border system. And they don't care. This administration doesn't care about the people uh, the, these Democrat, uh, cities and states want more money. They think that everything is solved by money. You mentioned that when it comes to the education system, uh, all these systems, they think they throw money at it and will solve the problem. And that's just not the case. Um, we need to go back to, uh, 
enforcing our laws, which is very, very easy to do, give the power back to our Border Patrol agents. They have been abolished. You know, they said they were going to do it. They were going to abolish ICE. They hate Border Patrol. They hate ICE. They hate law enforcement. And they figured that they couldn't quite take away the money. So they said, we're just going to take away their authority. And that's one of the ways that they've abolished the system. They have turned. Yes. Victor, I had a question. I really don't understand what's going on in Texas, because when you look at the maps, Texas is a red state. What is wrong with Governor Abbott? He should be able to do a lot more than he's doing right now from what you're describing. Uh, He's allowing the state to be invaded. Uh, This is a quote, Republican? I don't think so. So you are going to be involved in politics. What is the political climate in Texas? And they are starting a trial to try to impeach one of the best attorney generals that we have in the country, Ken Paxton. What on earth is going on in Texas? It's been going on for a while, actually. You know, the in Texas, It's been a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor for the last 20 years. But you wouldn't know it. You would think that we would be able to immediately, uh, uh, for the lack of a better term, rubber stamp every bill that we want, conservative bill, every policy, every easily, right? Because it's controlled by the Republicans. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Uh, What's been discovered in the last couple of years is that our own Republicans, whether you call them rhinos or whether they're rhinos or not, or they're just Democrats, you know, pretending to be Republicans, have basically taken control. You see, when in, in Texas, when they when they show up to work, these representatives, the first thing they ask themselves is, what do the Democrats want? And that's the problem. The, well, the first question they should ask themselves is, what do the people want? Right. And It doesn't matter what party they're in. It's the people that live there. And the people have spoken in in their votes and and coming out to vote for what they think is a conservative uh, representative. And what we found out is, I don't don't know the number off the top of my head, but a bunch of Republicans voted to impeach uh, um, our attorney general. And people around the the state and a lot of red, red communities are saying, wait a minute. I thought I thought my representative was a conservative like I am. And it's turned out not to be the case. And it has to do with money. It has to be uh, has to do with control of the Speaker of the House. And we've allowed that to happen. The, the administration, the governor has allowed that to happen. And of course, that spills over to the border. The state, a lot of people ask me this question. Can the state do something about the border? Absolutely, they can but here, what the state has done is a lot of things and a lot of enforcement. What you probably heard of Operation Lone Star is we're spending billions of dollars to try to contain some of the overflow of the crime that comes in through the border. And I'm talking about human smugglers, human traffickers, guns, drugs, money, all that and other crime. But it's already here inside the state of Texas. And our troopers are doing a great job of trying to stop that. But my argument has always been we wouldn't need Operation Lone Star if the border was secure. Now, we know the the, the Biden administration is never going to do that. Can the state take over and adopt the federal uh, uh, jurisdiction? Absolutely. They need to declare an official 
invasion, which uh, has been, you know, you've yes. heard about this, but they yes. don't do it. It's You're not right. actually done. It's not actually Abbott done. Has not, Abbott has not done that. He has, people have asked him, so where is all of this coming from? Who's really governing the state? Um, are they mad at Ken Paxton because he beat uh, Bush? Are they mad that um, the uh, that they're allowing the Democrats to take over? Um, is the Bush cartel that strong? The money must be humongous coming into the state. And all of the things that Abbott said when he was running for office, he's not doing. No, and it's, uh, and it's kind of a vindictive type of action here because Remember, uh, we go back and we're going to say this a lot. It, you would all you have to do is uh, follow the word of the people and the will of the people, and that's not being done. This their own will. It's whatever uh, people and, and organizations and and that they're in, I guess following and following the money that they're under control of. But it's affecting affecting us a, a lot. And I'll give you a, a quick example. We had I think forty three billion dollars in surplus in the state of Texas. And the will of the people wanted all of that money to go directly to lower our property taxes. And right now they're celebrating because I think they sent something like five or $10 billion, not all of it. And they spread that money around to other, uh, and it's our money, it's not the government's money, it's our money. And, um, and so they're still not doing what the people want, what the people ask for. And um, and it's putting us in the situation where it's making Texas very vulnerable and becoming purple. If you don't if you think about it, you know, Tarrant County, these big counties in uh, in Texas are turning purple and in very, very uh, dire straits of becoming uh, blue. And, you know, that if we lose Texas, that's the way the rest of the country will go. And, And it's very, very difficult now. There's there's still some pockets here that, you know, we're very conservative. We want to uh, defend our state, but we need the backup of these uh, elected officials to to follow through. And that's the key is they're not they'll do a lot. They'll, they'll pass some conservative uh, issues and, and they have and they think that that's enough. They think, well, and some of these are watered down, by the way. Uh, but we passed constitutional carry. We passed, you know, um the just just uh, this September went to effect where we cannot uh, you cannot castrate a child and 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 make them go through these uh, sex changes at a, at a young age. That's good. All that is good. But that's not enough. We have to take it to the de- next level to where we actually make a huge impact, because what the way Texas goes, a lot of the country goes. And so um, uh, we're, we're in this predicament. And it's very difficult because you think, well, who else do we elect? These are supposed to be the conservatives, right? Well, I was just going to ask you, what what is going on with the vetting of the candidates? Unless, of course, the the candidates are not being asked the right questions or they're just lying to get into office, which is what we are seeing more than anything else. Well, and, and, uh, and, and they'll be, they'll, they're going to be vetted now. And let me tell you, there's a list and, and the grassroots people, uh, Dave Feeling, the Speaker of the House said, uh, and uh, they didn't care about the SREC and, and these committees and these uh, groups that set the agenda for the Republican Party, right? And, and, and submit these before the legislation starts. These are the, these are, these are the issues that we want passed. 
and they don't care about them. They don't care about what the people, I mean, these groups are there for a reason because they're at the ground level, at the grassroots level, listening to the people, listening to their concerns, and then they pass that on. Well, it doesn't matter if they're gonna ignore all of those issues and all the hard work of, of these individuals. They don't care. They do whatever they want when it comes to Austin. And it's mimicking a lot what's happening in DC as well. Remember, we control the house now in DC. And where's the impeachment of Mayorkas? Where's the impeachment mm -hmm. of Biden? For some reason, the the Republicans, and this is one of the reasons why I'm why I'm uh, I'm running is because I'm a, I'm unafraid. But they there's somehow we get the power of and the control of either the House or the Senate, and then we don't play. We want to play nice and we want to be nice. I'm gonna tell you those days are over. The Democrat Party is evil. This destroying our country. And we need people in, to go in there and fight them, fight them, not join them. I always see Republicans jumping the line to vote for and vote with the Democrats. In in this case, the incumbent that I'm running against. That's what he does. That's why I'm running against him and trying to primary him. He's another example of having an R in front of his name and not following through with the votes when it matters. Right. So he tells the people one thing to their face, lies to them goes to D.C. and votes with the Democrats and the people have had enough. This is this is, uh, you know, I'm trying to change that to I want people to vet me. I want people to look into me, uh, ask me questions, because what you see is what you get with me. And I think we need that that new type of fresh perspective in D.C. First of all, people that have some kind of experience in something, please. Uh, right. I, I, I bring a lot of experience and and I'm a real person. I work there. I uh, I came up the ranks. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a citizen of Texas. I, I, uh, I'm invested in the state and I, I want to be that person in D.C. to say, no, 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 no. That's not the way it actually is. This is the way it actually is. And this is what the people want. And this is the way we're going to vote according to what they want, not according to whatever the swamp wants or party or other interests uh, might have interest groups. Do you think that a large portion of this has to do with money? I, I oh, yeah. believe it. And I agree with what you said. And I'm beginning to feel that there is not going to be any impeachment, because if we peel back the onion, we're going to find the Republicans are part of the problem. And if you're part of the problem, you can't be part of the solution. So we have to really take a much deeper, harder look at our candidates and go back and really check them out, check out what they've been saying, check out their actions, which we seem to be saying, well, he's a pretty face and uh, he carries himself well and he uh, answers the questions or she and she's so pretty and she wears the right clothes and blah, blah, blah. That's not what this is about. This is about saving our country. And if a person in America can't get on uh, and do an oath to office by placing their hand on the Bible and saying that they will pledge their allegiance to the country and follow the Constitution, they, they have no business being in office. They have no business being anywhere near the office. And another thing I think we should be looking at is 
who are the friends and the donors of these candidates? Because that is all telling as well. If you're getting the majority of support from the grassroots and not from big money coming in from overseas and out of state and all of those kinds of things, we have to be smarter about what we're doing and about the candidates that we are choosing and make sure that we don't have the... Uh, Republicans who are really Democrats and electing them to office just because they sound pretty. So, um, Victor, what are the most important things to you that you will take care of once you get elected? The top two priorities. And guess what? They're not just my priorities. They're the priorities of the people that I speak to every single day. And the top two, they tell me, is the border and the economy. And boy, uh, am I in line with that. Yes, we're going to secure the border because the ripple effect of the border, it's not just illegal immigration. That's one part of it. It's the crime. It's the cartels. It's the fentanyl. It's the methamphetamine. It's the it's the uh, national security, terrorism. It's foreign policy, China, uh, not just Mexico, China, Venezuela, Cuba, Russia, Iran. I understand that. I understand the vulnerability that we have at the border when it comes to the big picture. And it's, it's, it's time to hold these countries accountable. I'm not afraid uh, to put sanctions on them. Uh, I really want to, uh, to, to make the big difference in the money that we give them. You know, we go back to the money. The United States gives these countries a lot of money and aid. A lot of the stuff also we, we, we purchase obviously in trade, all these, all these goods that come in. I want to see a, uh, use the power of the purse and say, we're, first of all, we're going to cut you off. We're not going to send you this aid anymore because you keep on sending your people, uh, to our country illegally. Uh, the burden needs to be shifted back to the countries so they could take responsibility for their own citizens. And one way to attack them is by uh, and and by forcing them to act is by stopping the aid. Another thing is also want to I want to deal with trade. If we buy bananas, avocados, whatever it is that we buy from these countries, we will deduct a significant amount from that trade money based on the illegal aliens that they have sent to our country. They need to know that they have a responsibility as well um, to keep their people in their country uh, because they also are not doing anything whatsoever. As a matter of fact, in the case of Venezuela, they're opening up the prisons, they're opening up the, the rehab centers and letting them all out because they know they're coming to our country. And we've seen a, a tremendous spike in crime, not just in, the, in, in our own country. We have a big, huge the crime surge, but also the crime surges that is linked to illegal immigration. Um, look, just ask New York, uh, Chicago, uh, Baltimore, Maryland, all these places that are like, wait a minute, what's going on? I was just in Alabama and Oklahoma speaking to the police groups over there, and they're overwhelmed as well. And so it's every aspect of the, of the country. So we're going to attack the border. But then also it's the impact on the economy. Uh, if you look at the border and the amount of money that we're spending billions of dollars to take care of other people from other parts of the world, why? I have plenty of, of people that we could help in our country, um, kids that go to uh, bed hungry in our own country, uh, homelessness, uh, veterans, all these issues. I I'm a big, big advocate and I want to change the mental health aspect of how we deal with the mentally ill 
and associated with crime in our country. No one is doing anything about it. We need to start picking these people up, putting them in these centers. By the way, all these facilities that we already built for illegal aliens from El Paso all the way down to Laredo, Texas, these soft-sided facilities, the multi-million dollar facilities, you know what? We already spent the money. They're built. Great. But I'm not going to use them for illegal aliens. I'm going to use them for our veterans, and I'm going to use them for our homeless and drug addicts that need help. We will start cleaning up the streets. And sometimes uh, these people are not going to be asked because we know that a lot of these people that are in, in these uh, horrific mental states, they need they need help. They need uh, rehab. We're going to get them in there to help them, not to hurt them, to help them. But they need to come off the street. A lot of them commit a lot of crimes. A lot of them commit a lot of shootings, a lot of stabbings and all these other problems that we have at the street levels. I was just in San Antonio. The downtown area is full of feces of urine and feces and drugs and fentanyl and um, we've had about enough no one is doing anything about it why isn't the money being used for our own citizens and so that's one of the things that i want to do is i'm going to change that trajectory and say no the money's not going to be spent in ukraine anymore we already sent 130 billion dollars over there okay we did that great it's over we need to focus on us. We need to focus on our border. We need to focus on our border agents. We need to get them back to do the job that they were trained to do. And it spills over. It's not just Border Patrol. It's ICE. It's Health and Human Services. It's uh, C uh, USCIS, Citizen and Immigration Services. It's all these entities tied in to the border security that, because remember, Border Patrol is the one that takes the people, but they pass them on to all these other agencies that are also getting millions of dollars and we're losing children. They lost 86,000 kids. How do you lose 86,000 kids? Well, we have, as you're crazy. speaking of the kids, I hope you will add to that education because that's, I believe, where it starts. When you don't teach kids how to read, write, and do math, and they have feel that they have no future, they'll go out and commit crimes and do all kinds of atrocities. They feel that they have no destiny. They feel that they have no control over their own lives. So who cares? What does it matter? And if I want notoriety, I can go pick up a gun and shoot people and then I'll be on the news. So I think it it begins with our schools as well yes. as the catalyst of where this action is coming from. And you can't deem a child mentally ill if they can't read, write, and do math, because they, this is, to me, the crux of our problem. We have lowered the standard so low that we're making these things acceptable. I to, agree. To tell everyone, I, I agree 100%. Tell everyone where they can find you and uh, what we can do to help your campaign. Please go to Victor Avila, A-V-I-L-A, for congress.com. Your donations are welcome. This is the first job that I'm applying to that I need to raise more money than the <laughs> money that I would pay as a salary. But that's the way the system is set up. I do need your donations. They go a long way for me to stay in this race. And uh, let me tell you, I'm going to be an employee of the people. You are the employer. And you are going to dictate. You're the boss. I want this job for two years. And you evaluate me after the two years. If you think Victor Avila didn't do anything for us, he didn't fight for us, then get me out. This is not a career for me that I'm going to do for 20 years. I want to go there and do a, a huge impact. If it takes two, if it takes four years to get me back in there, that's fine. But uh, this is what I want people to understand. I'm there. I know my role. 
And I'm that's the role that I'm going to keep in D.C., always with the people in mind. So if you want to sh- if you share that with me and take things to back to mon- fundamentals, faith, family, country, uh, then go to Victor Avila for Congress dot com. Thank you so much, Victor. Uh, folks, do not go away. We have uh, another uh, wonderful person coming in from Defend Our Borders, Claire Lopez, and she'll be here uh, to explain uh, packed on what's going on on the border as well. You're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Don't go away, folks. I'll be right back. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly Fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to healthycell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. Healthycell.com, code OUTLOUD. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, and our push to get our kids out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. Folks, we are beginning to see more and more and more of the ramifications of our children being 
being forced into these public schools that are nothing more than Marxist indoctrination clinics, the kids come out of school, they can't read and write, and they feel that the only way in their life that they can get ahead maybe is to pick up a gun and go shoot somebody so their name will get on something or go rob some store because uh, they can get their name in something. They feel that they have no destiny. They have no life, nothing to look forward to. And that's what our public schools have done to them. People that cannot read and write are forever slaves. So go to goflca.org and check out our micro school program. It's so easy to prep a micro school in your area. And if you can't, you can certainly mentor a child. Make sure your children can read when they come home from school. Ask them to read something to you. And don't give them one of their books that they normally would read. Ask them to read something different like, oh, my goodness, the Constitution. What a surprise that would be. They can't. And they can only memorize words. That's the way reading is taught. The other day I asked a teacher, while you're memorizing words and you're teaching reading that way, which is horrific, it is a failed program. It was failed 100 years ago and it hasn't changed today. I said, what happens if the word freedom is not one of the words that they memorize? Will they know what it is? And of course, I got a blank stare. Folks, this is critical. We have to take care of our children. They are our future. We have been talking about the border and um, Mayor Adams in my home, former home state of New York, my former home city of New York City, which I will never, ever under any circumstances go back to because I want to remember it the way I left it when Mayor Giuliani made the most incredible city in the world. And it was safe. You could walk around any time, day or night. It was a beautiful experience. Restaurants, incredible. And now it looks like a slum. And it is a disgrace. And what is he doing? He's blaming it on Mayor, on Governor Abbott and on Governor DeSantis for daring. How dare they send migrants to New York City? Excuse me, I thought you were a sanctuary city and you were welcoming everybody. And besides, there's no crisis on the border. Nothing is happening. It's a beautiful experience. Isn't that exciting? Well, let's learn the truth. And I have asked a good friend, Claire Lopez, to join me today. And why? Because she was actually there. And she didn't go there with a big fanfare and announce, I'm coming down to the border, so make sure it's cleaned up so I get to go back and say the border is wonderful. She went there and she saw what was really happening. Claire, thank you so much for joining me today. And this is a, such a sad topic because I don't think people realize the seriousness of this invasion that we are experiencing on the border. Or am I wrong and it's really safe and secure? Well, thank you, Karen, for having me again. Uh, always glad to be with you. And yes, uh, about a month ago in early August, uh, this is 2023, I had the opportunity to go visit the border in the area of Eagle Pass, Texas, which is right across the river from uh, Piedras Negras in Mexico. 
And um, I was accompanying um, a team uh, with Bishop E.W. Jackson, uh, who is uh, not only a pastor of a congregation in uh, Southern Virginia, but also a candidate for the Republican nomination for president. And we went down there with a small team. Uh, and and here's what we saw. No, yeah, as you, as you said, no fanfare, no, you know, advance um, publicity for our, our arriving down there at all. Um, but here's the big takeaway uh, that, that we noticed. Um, and that is the shell game that the Biden administration is now playing with the numbers, aided and abetted, of course, by Secretary of uh, the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, and what we saw and what we heard in, in briefings from uh, directly with from uh, CBP agents, Customs and Border Protection agents, is that the uh, the United States Department of State, the United Nations, um, and also U.S.-based NGOs, non-governmental organizations, are very busy all the way down as far as South America itself, on up through Central America, in aiding and abetting and encouraging illegals to come northward. And they enable that uh, in different ways um, by providing the illegals with food and water and clothing and shoes and backpacks and, oh yes, cell phones. They cell provide phones? With cell phones. What do they need a cell phone for? Well, there uh, is a new app that the illegals are instructed to download on their phone. That app is called CBP-1, Customs and Border Protection 1, O-N-E. And at that app, anybody can go look at it, by the way, um, at that app, the uh, the illegal who probably intends to claim asylum uh, in the United States, uh, falsely in most cases, over 90% of those who claim asylum eventually are uh, rejected because they don't qualify. They're not coming here uh, to, to escape persecution or war or violence. They're coming for a better life. Um, they're coming for uh, work and uh, more income. So they make an appointment um, online uh, on their phones at that app with an asylum hearing judge in the United States. And oh, by the way, uh, the backlog for those appointments now runs something like seven to 10 years yeah. or more, maybe. And so once they get to the border crossing, uh, a legal port of entry crossing like we saw at Eagle Pass, the bridge across from Piedras Negras, all they have to do is show the CBP agents at the bridge, at the port of entry, that they have made this appointment on their cell phone, and they're waved right in. No background check, no health check, no vetting, no nothing. They're no vaccines and no masks? Nothing, 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 nothing. nothing. And then they are loaded onto buses, and we saw these buses, great big white coach buses hold maybe, I don't know, 40, 45 people each. And we saw them getting on the buses right at the bridge. And those buses will then take them 
inside the United States, basically wherever they want to go, uh, upon which arrival uh, they will be taken care of for a certain period of time by the NGOs uh, that collude with the cartels to traffic these people into the United States. And then after that initial period um, of time, that local municipality or town or, or the state uh, will be responsible for these people's health care, education, housing, and everything else for the rest of their lives. That's how whoa, this works. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> a yeah. municipality is made up of we the people, Americans. So yes. we are now going to be paying for these people to live, have food, clothing, health care, education for the rest Anything of their lives. Yes. And yes. then the corporations don't have to pay them a living salary because they're getting funded by we the people. How so is exactly, that right? Well, it's not right at all, is it? And so what happens, um, there are now something like five to seven million illegals that we know about, never mind the gotaways as they call them, but that we know of who have already come into this country uh, since the beginning of the Biden administration in January of 2021. And those floods of people continue. But now, because of this shell game, they're coming through ports of entry, flashing their cell phones with their app, and in they come. They contribute to, just as you said, Karen, uh, the competition at the lower levels of our economic ladders here in the United States. In other words, they're competing and out-competing, just as you say, with those folks um, who uh, may not have the most uh, skills or degrees after letters after their name. The folks at the lowest levels of the economic ladder, uh, they're displacing them. And many of these are minorities. We're talking about Hispanics and African-Americans, yes, and others. And they're displacing them. But not only that, it's worse because every single person that is brought up to our southern border with Mexico is being trafficked with the help of the NGOs and the United Nations, of course, trafficked by a cartel. And those colored bracelets, we were talking about this, uh, that Senator Ted Cruz was showing in the um, the great big uh, picture that he had up there on a stand in uh, the Senate some time back, showing to uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas, who pretended he didn't know what they were, those bracelets denote the fact that each of those persons who's come across has either paid the fee to the cartel for their passage, depending on how far they've come. Obviously, there's a difference between coming all the way from China, let's say, or coming up from Mexico itself or Central America. But it denotes uh, the cartel um, and how much they've either paid or, or they still owe. The cartel has their information the cartel has the information of their family members back in wherever that place may be. And even though the illegals ditched the, the bracelets, hundreds, thousands of them found strewn all over the riverbanks of the Rio Grande, 
um, both sides of it, um, the cartels have them. And here's the really tragic part that you were getting at, Karen, and that is that um, some of these people didn't have the money up front to be able to pay the cartels for their passage. And so they're on the hook to pay back the cartel with their labor. And and mm -hmm. here we go with uh, out-competing Americans um, competing for the lowest level skilled jobs uh, in America, but also it's worse. Child labor, children being forced into servitude, servitude, indentured servitude, basically, children being found in the middle of the night. In we don't have that in America, Claire. All over the United States. Oh, my God. It's worse. It's worse. Children and women and girls and boys being sold into sex slavery, <laughs> sex slavery all over the United States to pay off their passage to the cartels. This is going on right now all across the United States. So our government is really in bed with the cartels. They're partnering yes. with the cartels. Is yes, what you're, and in a hearing, saying. yes, in the House of Representatives, uh, it was either um, today or just yesterday, um, the administration of Joe Biden, DHS uh, Secretary Mayorkas, were called out directly as being the largest traffickers, human and child traffickers on earth right now. Well, my next comment would be, why don't they do something about it? But the evidence of them never doing anything about it is so clear because it's all about the money. Well, here's what happens, right? So we were at the border. We were at uh, the bridge uh, between Piedras Negras, Mexico and uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. And we could see the, the illegals. Um, and when they come with their cell phones to show the app to the CBP agents, they're coming through there at least at a legal port of entry. But because their numbers now have been taken from illegal passaging across the river, or sneaking through in between the ports of entry along the very long Texas border, New Mexico, Arizona, and so forth, they're now flooding the ports of entry. And the agents, the CBP agents, have to be taken off the line of guarding in between the ports of entry in order to staff and process and do the admin for now the hordes coming through the ports of entry because they can the shell game we're talking about here and those agents now are no longer available short-staffed anyway before this not available to cover the vast expanse expanse of 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 border territory across our southern border from california to texas they're not there so what happens between the ports of entry? Well, that's where the jihadis, the criminals, the narco traffickers, the human traffickers, the child traffickers, uh, the MS-13 and other gang members 
That's where they're coming through. Oh, yeah, the jungle tigers, the Chinese jungle tigers. That's where they come through because there's no more border guard there. They've all been called to administrative duty to process the hordes of the shell game with a CBP-1 app on the telephones coming through the ports of entry. Well, air quotes here, big air quotes, legally. They've shifted the numbers, you see, to call illegals who really have no business being here and have no legitimate claim to asylum uh, in the United States whatsoever. But the shell game shifts them now to being called legal. But now I understand why they can, why they're saying the border is so secure and, uh, you know, we're we're bringing in people legally. It has nothing to do with that at all, really, does it? It has. And these people, from what I remember when I was in the telecom business, one of my accounts was Western Union. The amount of money that the illegals, this was during uh, George Bush 43, during his term, the amount of money that they were sending home made me laugh every time they would say, oh, but they're paying taxes. They're spending, they're sending billions of dollars to their home country. And then what do they do? They go back home, their family has it, they're living the lifestyle because it's so inexpensive in their home country. And all they're doing is raping Americans. Am I correct? Well, here's the point, Karen, that you kind of just alluded to a bit ago. And that is, uh, about these congressional hearings, what can co- what can Congress do? Well, here's what they can do: they can begin to levy taxes on what are called uh, remittances or these payments by the illegals um, back home by Western Union or whatever other service they may use, sending the money out of the United States back home to wherever home is. Tax that money. And that that would be be something that Congress could do were it so inclined and, you know, were it possible to get through not just the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, but also the Democrat-controlled Senate. Uh, Now, I also read that many of the people that are coming through are unaccompanied minors. Is that true? I I thought they were, I thought we were told they're bringing in their families because they're dire straits. So how does that work? um, It's kind of both. And, and um, here's how it works under the Biden administration, unaccompanied children cannot be turned away. They have to be allowed in. So families will split up. And they'll send a couple kids on alone to try and get in and be their anchor kids in the United States. But also, family units cannot be turned away. So even adults who don't have children, but are trying to pretend that they're a family unit and get in anyway, here we go again, they're trafficking the children. And the children are trafficked over and over and over again to pretend they belong to a family unit, to get them across into the United States, to claim asylum. They're not their kids. But the Biden administration ended all DNA testing at the border by CBP at the end of May this year, 2023. Under the Trump administration, DNA testing was done at the border. If there was any doubt at all, 
uh, about whether these children belong to these adults. And those who did not, they were separated. But now, if you either come across as an unaccompanied child or you come across in a declared, a supposed family unit, not tested, no DNA testing, you get waved right in. And then those kids that those adults have used to get themselves in are sent back across the border to Mexico to be trafficked again. Oh my gosh. With other adults trying to sneak in and they need some kids to get them through the, through the port of entry. So these kids are really indentured servants. They are really oh, slaves. They have, they have no yeah. life. No. Other than serving the cartel who is arranging for this and they must be abused. They're horribly abused. How awful. This yeah. is, this this is, is a travesty. That's what they're doing. It's not just the damage being done to our economy or poor fellow mayor, um, up, uh, Eric Adams up in, up in New York City. Um, you know, you wanted to be a sanctuary city, be one. It's not just the damage to our own local communities and economies from criminals, from gang members, MS-13, uh, from jihadis, from terrorists, Islamic terrorists or Chinese jungle tigers. It's not just that. It's what's happening to the migrants themselves, especially the kids, but women and girls. Um, you know, they're, they're sent by their families with a backpack full of um, morning after pills because they know they're going to be raped on the way up. It's what's being what's being done to them, not just us, but them too. Trying to get across the Rio Grande in the dangerous currents being swept away, many, many drowned. Uh, it's what's happening to them also, not just us. Oh, this is worse than anyone can imagine. And I blame our Congress for not doing anything. Um, and probably, as I've said many times, they if you are not part of the solution, you are the problem. And I believe that is the problem because the all of this really focuses on money because that's what's happening. We have the donor class who is clapping their hands saying, bring more, bring more so that we can undercut the American worker. Um, and our schools, if we think they're bad now, just wait, because not only do you have Americans that can't read and write, we're now bringing in an influx of people that don't speak English. And that becomes an almost an untenable situation. From over 160 different countries around the world. OK, there are only 194 countries recognized by the United Nations in the world. More than 160 of them are represented in the flow of illegals across our southern border. Think of the languages, not just languages, dialects within the countries of those languages. Impossible. Wow. Just impossible. Claire, we are at the end of our segment. Please tell everyone where they can find you and your fabulous interviews and work and I'm going to ask you, of course, if you will come back again, because this is something that we cannot 
shove aside. And every time we talk about Donald Trump's uh, idiotic uh, indictments, we're ignoring the real problem, which is our southern border. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for talking about this. Thank you for, you know, letting me talk with you about this. Um, All of my interviews and and, uh, writing uh, can be found in a number of different places. Um, The United West, um, Citizens Commission on National Security, um, the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement, um, and at Chris Wright's uh, website, liberato.us, L-I-B-E-R-A-T-O.us, liberato.us. Um, well, and thanks on social media. Okay. Your social media, yes. Yeah, so I'm on uh, I'm on Telegram, Lopez Liberty. I'm on Facebook and Twitter uh, with my name, Claire M. Lopez, and I'm also on Truth Social at Claire Cho, C-L-A-R-E-C-H-O. Well, thank you so much for doing what you do and for finding out the truth, because once again, we Americans are being lied to by our government. No surprise here, folks. You've been listening to Karen Schoen, and this is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. It is now more important than ever that you get your children out of those indoctrination clinics. They will learn nothing. And sitting for five hours and learning nothing is never a good thing. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you again next time. Oh,